Welcome to the Nurse Becoming podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Guarneri from the Resume RX, and this is the podcast that's dedicated to empowering and encouraging nurses along your path of professional and self discovery. As a nurse practitioner, mom, and business owner, I'm on a mission to help you figure out how to leave your lasting impact on the world, all while bravely and fearlessly growing along the way. Join me for honest conversations and inspiring stories about personal and professional growth, all through the lens of nursing. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Nurse Becoming podcast. So excited to have you here today, whether you're a longtime listener or a new listener. Thanks for spending this time with me today. It really means a lot. I know your time is valuable and I am very lucky to have you in my listener community. So thank you. I have a incredible interview to share with you today. I sat down and I chatted with Latrina Walden. And you may or may not know Latrina. You may recognize her last name, especially if you are a nurse practitioner or nurse practitioner student, because she is the founder of Latrina Walden Exam Solutions, which is a nurse practitioner board test prep company. So Latrina is a nurse practitioner. She is a mom. She's obviously a business owner, and she has a really phenomenal background and story that brought her to where she is. I'm not going to give away the whole interview, but basically we kind of dove deep into what in Latrina's background, you know, whether it be her as a child or her pre-nursing career or even her nursing career, what were the things that really left some clues that what she's doing now, which is education of nurse practitioners, you know, what left clues that this was what she was meant to do and meant to be and that nurse practitioners were who she was meant to serve. So, we don't talk a lot about the actual test prep in this episode. I really I'm excited that you are going to get to know Latrina a little bit better and kind of hear about how she talks about standing in her purpose and what it means to her to really be fully self-actualized and confident in all the different roles that she has. We also explore a little bit about what it means to her to be a mom and how she has really created a professional life that fits into her personal life, which if you've been around here for five minutes, you know that that's something that I love to talk about and love to encourage you is, you know, how can you fit your professional life into your personal life as opposed to the other way around? So very excited for you to hear my interview with Latrina. If you want to connect with her more, or if you're in the market for exam prep if you are going to be taking boards soon. I have linked all of her like her website information and ways you can connect with both her and her business in the show notes. So wherever you're listening to the podcast player, you can just tap on the link in in the show notes that'll bring you to my website with all the info about this episode including links to connect with Latrina. So, without further ado, let's get right into the episode. Hey, Latrina, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I am very excited to chat with you today. You and I have been Instagram friends for a little while. We have. It's nice to sit down and kind of have a coffee chat with you face to face from different parts of the country. So I've already read your 
PR approved bio, (laughs) but I'd love for you to give my listeners an introduction of you, who you are, what you do in your own words. Absolutely. So, hey guys, I am Latrina Walden of latrinawaldenexamsolutions.com. And so what I do is I help nurse practitioner students pass their boards. And what I've done is I've basically created a digital study guide. Um, That's what I call it. And just kind of give the tips and the tricks and help you study through that process in order to pass. Lots of products out there, lots of things to do, but it is it has been a real fun passion of mine. Uh, my background is I was a nurse at home, nursing home administrator at first. So uh, the business side is where I am comfortable. But then somewhere in all of that, <laughs> I decided to become a nurse, uh, which then led to me being a nurse practitioner. In the midst of doing all of that as well, I was a professor for 10 years. So I've been wearing multiple hats for a very long time. So Teaching is one of my loves. It is one of my passions. I absolutely adore it. I love seeing the light bulb go off on students. And what I did was I married both of them. So now I get to teach and I get to teach nursing, um, which is amazing to me. So that is basically what I do. And then, of course, I'm a mom and a wife and trying to balance all of those things and survive, (laughs) survive all of this. That's a good way. That's a good way to put it. I think a lot of us who are parents are in survival mode in on any normal day, right? Any normal but day, right. Given right. a global pandemic, I think that, you know, that, that is kind of exponentially harder. And and I definitely want to dig into that a little bit more later. I think we'll be talking a little bit more about that. I'd love to ask you a few more questions about your journey and your story. I love that you really discovered what your genius zone was or your genius zones were and and kind of went out and created the perfect role for you, which is really hard. I don't think a lot of people get the opportunity to do that. And especially in nursing, when we kind of get these prescriptions of what the path should look like and like the box that we should drop ourselves in. You definitely are in a very unique role for sure, right? Yes, I am. Um, I realize that this, uh, what I've decided to jump into is absolutely hard and not normal. Nurse practitioners or nurses do not go into nursing thinking they will start their own education business. (laughs) That is not a thing. Uh, It is not, it is not, it's hard. There's a lot of research that happens, but that is the part that brings me joy. So the researching and the creating and having people understand it in a layman's terms is where I excel and is where I do well. And realizing that and realizing I can marry this with how excited I am about all of this because I'm absolutely a nerd. Um, love to read all the things and and dig deep into them and then explain it to people as if it is, you know, I'm talking to you in third grade. And that's when the light bulbs go off on people. So kind of discovering that. And it all happened very, very organically. It was not, that was not my plan. This was not my plan, <laughs> but it just kind of happened. And I just kind of leaned into it, really. And, you know, absolutely pre-pandemic, you know, just really leaned into it and said, I think I can do this and I think I can make this a thing. And then listen to students 
And I think that's something that we don't do a lot of just kind of in our industry. We don't listen to what they need and what they're asking for, and we don't change with the times. And so I met the students exactly where they were at and created this whole digital space of studying. And then you look and you see the big three, I call them the big three, the big four, the competitors. You see them pivoting to this digital world. It's like, why weren't you there before? This is where everybody's at. So for me, I didn't have to pivot. It was like, ah, business as usual, because this is how I built it. And this is what people wanted. Yeah, that's amazing. When did you, so I'm wondering when you were more heavily in patient care, did you really love education of of patients? Uh, I'm, I'm imagining that if you love to teach that the patient education piece was good too. I'm wondering when that change happened where you decided to rather than focus on patient education, you really wanted to have other nurse practitioners as your customers, essentially. Right. So I, I, I'm going to say this and it's very funny when I think about it. I absolutely enjoy being a nurse practitioner much more than I enjoyed being a nurse. Mm -hmm. And I think that, um, that is a little bit, not the popular, popular opinion for some folks, but I think I loved it purely because I could lean into the education piece of it. So I love talking to the patients about how to do things and, you know, talking about those conspiracy theories and all those things, um, you know, that they, that they like to talk about and think that work, but don't really actually work. Um, So I love getting down there with my patients and like having that conversation with them, but it also makes me very relatable to them. Because I talk to them, again, as if I'm talking to my girlfriend. You know what I mean? It's not very, it's not like a stuck up, I am the provider kind of situation. So I very quickly developed an audience or clients or patients, whichever one you want to call them, who specifically only wanted to see me because of that. And that is what they would tell the clinic. And I love that. I'm like, that means you like me. You know what I mean? And what I'm saying is what I'm saying, you're listening and you're actually taking change because we know if we build rapport, they're more likely to be receptive to your information and actually do what you ask them to do. So I remember, I know you didn't ask, but I remember like scaring this 20 year old. Um, she came in, she, she's like 20 and she had to be, she was like 364 pounds and she had a A1C of like 21, something completely ridiculous. And I walked in there and was like, if you make it to 40, you are going to have all of these issues. And I'm talking to her as if I am her mother, Mm. you know? And it was very, and her mother was sitting right there. Her mother was an enabler, (laughs) but that's a whole different story. Um, But having that conversation like that, you know, it was important for me to just be real blunt with her, but also in a loving way. And it was at the end of saying all of that, it was now, if you do what I say, (laughs) guess what? Like you're going to make it, we won't have these issues and it's going to be a great life that you have, but you have to do X, Y, Z. And I think you can do it. So that, you know, the education piece, you get to lean into it as a nurse practitioner. And then it just, you know, education and teaching infiltrates every space of my being. So (laughs) that is a favorite regardless of where I'm at. So I want to take things back even further to when you were 
a young kiddo, were there any clues? What what were you known for when you were younger that maybe were some breadcrumbs to what you <laughs> have done? So um, as a young girl, I was just always kind of no- known as being very smart. Like everyone knew, even my family, they still make fun of me to, the, to this day because they would be like, what are you doing? We would meet during Thanksgiving, you know, how you do. You're in school again? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was always me getting another degree. You're in school again? What are you doing? And so <laughs> starting the business, you did what? I'm not surprised, <laughs> you, you know? Um, as a young, young kiddo, again, just always being very into the books. And, and re- I just knew it was, I come from a single mom and we moved around a lot and things like that. So I always knew all I had was my education, but I loved it. So that was the difference. You know, my my mother did not have to push me. It was like, make sure your homework gets done. And I was that kid that made sure my homework got done. She never had to question, never had to ask. In applying to college, she never had to, I was like, sign this paper. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm going to college, sign this paper. So, <laughs> you know, and she was like, okay. And she supported it the whole way, but she never had to push or like, look and and dig through my thing never never i think that that's super interesting i i hear a lot of my own story and your story and i don't know if you've seen this in other people other nurse practitioners but sometimes i feel like we can keep ourselves small because we are fearful of outshining other people and I'm thinking of this book, The Big Leap. I don't know if you've read it. It's by um, Gay Hendricks. It's a great read for anyone listening. But he talks about these upper limit problems that we have as individuals, basically like things that keep us from unlocking our full potential mm-hmm. and our our full zone of genius. And one of them, which I relate to, is the fear of outshining, which is really common if you've ever been the smart kid or if you've ever been criticized or bullied or made fun of for doing well. And so I'm just reminded of that in your story because you could have let that limit you, but instead you acknowledge that it's your superpower and you turned it into, you know, you turned it into your livelihood, which I think is really phenomenal. I think that from a very young age, I've always dreamt much bigger, probably than the average person, I would like to say. I always believed that I could do whatever it was, you know, that was the one thing that my mother always said, you know, you can do whatever, you just have to put your mind to it. You know, it was always that old adage, but I really took it to heart. I truly believe that I can build the next organization that's going to be this multi-million dollar organization that teaches us and nurse practitioners and instructors and professors how to reach that next generation. I absolutely believe it. If I don't believe it, who else is going to believe it? Yeah, no. I mean, you know, but also, like you said, a lot of people fear that because it is a it's a big weight to take on. It's it's a lot. And don't get me wrong, there's been a lot of tears, there's been a lot of exhaustion. I am in the throes of exhaustion right now and had a moment yesterday where I was sitting in the office and was like, I am about to cry because I'm so tired. Mm. But I also know that I'm walking in my purpose. Like I know I was meant to do this. The emails that I get from students 
and the messages that I need to respond to on, on Instagram. I, you know, I, I know I was meant to do this because I just don't see it any other way. Yeah. And isn't that a great place to get to? I mean, that's something that regardless of whether people are starting businesses or working in clinical practice or academics or or whatever your professional path is in nursing, that's the point that I want everybody to get to. You know, that feeling of, yeah, this may be tired, this may be tiring or difficult or challenging, but I'm confident that I'm where I'm supposed to be. And that that point of arrival and self-actualization is just a great place that not everybody or maybe not even many people get to experience. I agree. I think that I also believe that sometimes you just have to do things scared mm-hmm. and you just have to jump, you know, taking the leap and and forming this company. And I, I homeschool my kids and homeschooling my kids. That is just something that I just had to do scared. Was I nervous? Absolutely. <laughs> Am I still nervous about it? Yes, I am nervous every time we launch something and my husband laughs because he's, you know, I'm I'm in the living room going, well, what if they don't like it? He's like, are you, you are you serious? Like you've been doing this for, you know, you you literally have people asking you for this. You're creating it and you're wondering if people will like it. <laughs> you know, I still get very nervous about what that will look like once it's released, once my baby is released. Yeah. But sometimes you just got to do stuff scared. And I am very good at being uncomfortable uh, and just doing things in that space. Mm. It's just what it is. Do you think that there has been something in your life that makes you comfortable in the discomfort? Or is it just the type of thing where you have accepted that this is how you can achieve you know, what you want to achieve? I think that, and I, I'll be honest, that has only happened recently where I've been very, un, you know, just I'm good in this space, but I'm still going to do it anyway. I would say within the last, I don't know, eight years or so, there was a point at which I decided, I call it just, I decided to start living. And I had had my children and like any mom had gotten lost in herself and really didn't know my identity. And I wasn't a nurse practitioner at this time, but just trying to figure out what I was going to do, like what I was going to be <laughs> when I grew up and who Latrina was. And I don't know. I just really made some decisions and got therapy because therapy is always a good thing yeah. and said, I'm going to start just doing stuff. We're just going to go for it. I lost all this weight and got healthy again. And really it was after that where I just decided again, I think I've got some good ideas here and things organically started to happen. But instead of shying away from it, which is usually my nature is to shy away, um, kind of shut down that situation. I was just like, you know what? We're going to go for it. We're going to see what happens. Because what's the worst that could happen is a no. Okay. I didn't have that before. (laughs) So it's fine. And I just kind of went for it. And all of these things started manifesting and happening. And each and every at each and every turn, I just kind of leaned into it and was like, well, what what if I continue to pursue this way and just kept going and, and look where we are, you know? 
So what was the very first iteration of Latrina Walden exam solution? Like, was it you and five people at your dining table? Like, <laughs> tell me so funny. The, the, the starting point. I, wanted to- I started this as a hobby, believe it or not. It was, it was absolutely a hobby. So after I had passed, you know, obviously me being a professor at that time, I thought, I can do this, like, and I can do it better than some of these folks I see out here, right? And so that, again, that was just me leaning into my confidence. Like, I'm absolutely a good teacher. (laughs) And I would post in some groups and be like, hey, you know, I've got some time if anyone wants a one-on-one. And so I would, at the time I was doing one-on-ones and so I would do them and people were great and, you know, good sports, I would like to say, (laughs) and participate. And they would pass. And I think I hadn't even been at it for like, oh, a month or two. And this one young lady, she went back to her graduating class and was like, I don't know if you guys know who this person is, but you need to pay attention. And my inbox exploded. I kid you not. And it was crazy because I remember waking up going, what is happening? (laughs) Why do I have 300 requests? Like, what is going on? And that's kind of what started it. Um, And I started a Facebook group, that same Facebook group you see today. Um, Started that Facebook group, but then really cultivated that Facebook group as a supportive place. You know, this is a supportive environment. We celebrate our wins and our losses together because, you know, as as RNs, we're taught teamwork. But also it is a very much, you know, doggy dog world, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I was absolutely adamant that if I was going to create this type of environment, then as nurse practitioners, we were not going to do that in in there. Mm. That was not what we were doing. Support is a verb. So we were not going to do that. And um, I absolutely will kick people out. (laughs) You know, if they're not displaying those kind of characteristics that are displayed by me because we need support and it starts with each other. And so, yeah, that is how that started. And then I thought, well, what if I do a video? Started the, did the video and was doing that all manually and then got that automated. And then people were like, well, it'd be great if I had some PowerPoints. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That sounds great. So did PowerPoints with a lecture overlay. Um, And then now people are asking for a private group. Okay, we can do that. Now, of course, all of this takes some time to launch and develop and all of that good stuff. But that's literally how it started. I think about it now and it's hilarious, but (laughs) that's how it started. (laughs) I think that it's so important to ask that question and to tell that story because sometimes we, we interact with brands and people and organizations that are big and are intimidating. And it's so refreshing to normalize where everybody started from. You know, like people didn't just jump into their success in one moment. And if we don't like peel back the layers and and show that, then people aren't going to feel like they can also just start and take that one step and do the one thing that's going to be the start of a big empire, essentially. Right, <laughs> right, right. No, absolutely. I mean, I completely agree. And I was actually talking to another nurse practitioner and she she has a budding company as well. And um, she was asking just how did you do it? And 
you know, I'm just telling her all of my little tips and tricks and things that I would do. And she's like, thank you for being so open about it because you're right. People, especially in this industry, we hold it so close to the vest in fear that someone is going to steal something or, and don't get me wrong. I, I do not like that either. I don't like the feeling that someone is stealing my material or stealing my concept basically. Mm -hmm. It's not a good feeling because if it was done, then you should have done it. That's honestly how I feel, (laughs) you know, but I am absolutely willing to talk to other nurse practitioners and in their businesses because business is business is business. And we've all got to start the same way. It's just, you're doing something different than what I'm doing. Right. So it's just having those conversations, but also being trustworthy and honest with each other. Like, I'm not trying to take your stuff, but I'd really love to talk to you and just have this relationship because you and I both know this is a lonely space. Yeah. And it's not too often where you get to talk to other people who know what you're going through. Yeah. No, that's so true. I think entrepreneurship, business ownership is definitely lonely to be like the one person in charge of a company and a business. Yeah, it's definitely lonely. And at, and at the same time, there's, regardless of what we're doing and the work that we're doing, like there's, there's abundance, like there's so, there's enough to go around, right? you know, like, I think that we as nursing professionals tend to be a bit skeptical, just yes. in general, I think we're a skeptical breed. Yes. Um, so yeah, so I get it. Like, wait, why are you talking to me? Do you want to steal stuff? Like, what's your, yes. what's your motive? And there's not enough of support and transparency. And here, let me take you under my wing. And and that applies to clinical practice too. I mean, go off on a tangent about how mentorship, you know, mentorship in the nurse practitioner profession is really needs a facelift, right? And in nursing in general. But yeah, I love hearing your story. And like I said, I think it's so important to be transparent about we're all starting from somewhere. And I think it's empowering to other people who, who maybe have an idea, whether it's a business idea or a clinic idea because all this applies to. Absolutely. This all, like we said, business is business is business. And remember that is my first home. So if I know what to do well, I know how to run things because that is what I did. And I was very comfortable in the numbers and all of that good stuff and knowing what they meant. But if you're not comfortable with that and that is not your thing, it's critical when you're running a business And that's where you need to be open and you need to say, well, I need to find help. Who is going to help me understand this and learn this? And I think, like you said, with, you know, us being like the skeptical breed, we are, but we also need to learn how to lean into, I need help. Let me find someone. And that means pay somebody, (laughs) you know, sometimes Mm -hmm. a mentor or whatever it is to help me build this the way that I think it can go. And I'm very open to the fact that I absolutely have a business mentor because I got it to one point, but see, there's a whole other level that I want. And I don't know how to get to that level. I also don't know people at that level, but I know some now, you know, and that's purely because I have a mentor who is at that level, who is also willing to put me in those positions in order to get there. Is it scary? Yes. (laughs) You know, I just spoke to her the other day and she was like, so you need a PR team now. And I'm like, what? No, I don't. What are you t- you know, she's like, you need to level up. And I'm like, I did that already. What are you talking about? 
out. <laughs> and she's like laughing at me, you know? And she's like, yeah, no, it's time. You need to do X, Y, Z. And I'm like, oh my God. But again, because of the, the dream that I want and the thing that I feel like I can build, I have to go to someone at that level who's going to tell me it's time to do X, Y, Z. Because otherwise, again, my nature is to shy away. So I will be comfortable here until I feel like moving to the next level. I Sometimes I just need to be shoved. <laughs> yeah, totally. No, I can, I can totally relate to that from the business side of things. Like I work with a business coach as well, but also on the clinical side of things. Like I am definitely someone who would be very happy to watch a procedure done 10 to 15 times before, <laughs> before even putting my hand close to it, which is why I needed the people who were like, all right, you've seen me do it. Now you do it and I'll talk to I'll yeah. talk you through it. And then tomorrow you'll teach it to the next person. That's like so funny. I I definitely need that push because I am an observer. I like to hang back. And I I like to make sure that the things that I do and I say are calculated and well-formed and articulate and right before I do them. So I'm the one who in a group, I'm going to sit back and I'm going to think and I'm going to observe and I'm going to formulate my opinion. And then when I do finally talk, it's going to be one of the best things you ever heard because I took (laughs) my time to craft my argument, you know? But, But yeah, that can totally hold us back when we're in situations where growth is essential for us to achieve that Absolutely. that next thing, whatever that next thing is. Hey there, friend. If you are a brand new nurse practitioner or an NP student nearing graduation, I have the perfect resource for you that will help you get all your ducks in a row as you get started with your job search. It's called the Nurse Practitioner Graduation Survival Guide, and you can get it totally free at my website at theresumerx.com slash NPgrad. This guide will help break down the glossary of all the terms and acronyms that you will need to be applying for. Think like NPI and DEA, as well as giving you the typical timeline of everything that needs to happen before you can start working as an NP. I can't wait for you to snag this guide so you can stop worrying about everything you need to do before you can be legit. Go ahead to theresumerx.com slash NPgrad and get it for free. Can't wait to hear what you think. I, when I had some students, you know, this past year precepting, it was, you know, what, what type of student are you? (laughs) Do you, do you like to do the things or do you like to just kind of watch me do the things? Because that was the one thing I hated as a student. I hated for you to put me on the spot. Yeah. I hated it. And so I now am very cognizant of that. And so I will ask, do you want to do the things or, or are you just cool kind of watching me and then saying when you're ready, because I'm okay with either one, because I know you're getting it and I'm going to make you do it before you leave. But, (laughs) you know, I'm also not going to force you and make you uncomfortable. And isn't that the most respectful thing that a teacher or mentor or preceptor or whoever can, can do for us? Like, Wouldn't that just be revolutionary to those learners who know their learning style and will be better off because someone has acknowledged the fact that they actually need to watch it first, maybe a few times. Maybe a few times. Yeah. I I really love that you have included that question. And I think (laughs) that if anyone who's listening is a preceptor, 
take it from from two people who like to watch the thing a few times. Like if you ask that question, <laughs> right. it will be really well received. Right. And they will probably be shocked. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're, they're, we're not asked. You know, we're not asked as a student. You just do. And sometimes I'm not comfortable doing it. You know, it's one of the reasons why when I teach, I'm not going to call you out. I'm not going to ask you questions. Because what if you're not comfortable? One, you probably know it. You went through school. So I, you know, when students tell me they don't know anything, I'm like, you know something. <laughs> you, you went through school. But also, you know, there is that fear. Like, what if I can't think of it in that moment? I'm, how am I going to look? Because that was the one thing as a nurse on the floor, you never want to look stupid. Right. You know what I mean? And if you did, you, you typically had someone who was going to say something. Yeah. It's, it's an ingrained thing with us, you know? Um, like I said, we're taught the team thing, but it's not displayed appropriately. Yeah, I see that in medicine too, not to be critical of another profession and speak behind their back, but if you've ever, you know, worked on a floor with med students or residents and kind of seen the pimping, as they call yeah. it, of being put on the spot and that type of Socratic questioning, like that makes me so uncomfortable. I don't thrive in that type of environment. And, and studies have actually shown that women don't do as well and don't thrive as well with that Socratic style um, yeah. questioning. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's an uncomfortable feeling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I want to pivot for a little bit and talk about motherhood. I know you and I are both moms. We both have young kiddos. We both run businesses. And I just want to hear like how you juggle it all. What's what's the biggest struggle of wearing these hats? Um, it's hard. <laughs> I feel like um, there are days where I feel like I want to cry. But and that I, that would be like we said in a normal setting, <laughs> you know, but then you add in what's happening now. So here's the catch. I homeschool, like actual homeschool. There's no virtual schooling going on over here. So I am full on in teacher mode pretty much my entire day, you know? So we do that. And I, I really try to structure it where the mornings are for them. So, you know, that time between nine and lunchtime, which is about 1230-ish or so, that is really their time. Does it always work out that way? Absolutely not. Do I call in backup? Yes. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> I am I am blessed enough to have my mom who's here locally. I've been toying around, but you know, pandemic, I'm not comfortable. Uh toying around with finding someone to just kind of help me, you know, a few days a week. Right now, my husband is not working, so he is helping, but he's not working cuz he's in hiatus. But he's playing, you know, the, sh- the show, he works in film, guys. So it's it's starting back up. You know, there's already talk of another movie, another show. And I'm like, oh, Lord. Um, so that means I'll be here. So the balance, balance is bogus. I, you know, I mentioned that before, <laughs> Amanda. We just do our best, you know? Like I said, I try to structure the mornings where it's for them. It doesn't always work out that way because sometimes I have conference calls and I do have a team. So I do have to talk to them and send emails and all that good stuff. And then the afternoon is mostly for me, for working. Do they come in and out? Yes. Do my children pop in on conference calls? Yes. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It absolutely does happen. But I just kind of try to take it in stride. I, there's no other way 
to do it because they're not going anywhere. You know, my son wanted to be homeschooled before the pandemic and we just kind of leaned into it once it happened and it's working out great. Everyone loves it, but it is a lot of work. And I do have a pod of moms. (laughs) So I think that's important to find support. I do have a pod of moms and we literally sit on the phone and we will lesson plan for like two and three hours. Right. Um, And we, you know, I'm able to at least focus on that for that moment and I'll get a week or two done and then I'm off doing something else. So, you know, I do have support, but I mean, it's absolutely hard. Right now I'm in the throes of a launch. So I'm, I'm launching a few things. So dad's having to do a lot, which he's all in, guys. He is a great husband. He is a great dad. Um, He is very, very active, has always been. So this is nothing new to him. But it is mom is disappearing for the last seven days and probably won't resurface for another seven or so days. (laughs) Um, So it's been it's been tough. It's been it's been absolutely tough. But you know, my kids feel like they're not missing anything and they understand what's happening. That mom has to work sometimes. Mom has a conference call sometimes and that you have to be quiet sometimes. So I just continue to roll with it. I think you've outlined a really good example of how you've structured your life based on your priorities and you've structured your day based on your priorities, right? Like you're fitting your work into your life and into your family, which I think is a really great lesson and a great approach. And depending on who you work for, if you don't work for yourself, (laughs) not as easy to do that. But there are still there are still ways if, you know, especially as a working parent, if, you know, time with your family is important to you and you're and you're not happy with where things are right now. Yeah. It's just a good example and a good point to, you know, take an inventory of what's not working, what's keeping you stuck, where are you not happy and what can you, what can you change? I I tell people all the time that, especially, you know, how we're nurse practitioners. And so you typically get a contract and you can negotiate those things on those contracts, right guys? So I always tell folks to negotiate what's important to you. Mm-hmm. My time has always been the thing that is most important to me. I have always wanted, I used to say when we got married, I told my husband, I said, I don't know what we're going to be doing, but by the time my child is in third grade, I need the option to stay home because that's when things tend to take a turn, right? So moms understand this. The work gets a little bit harder, you know, um, they get a little bit busier with activities. They just kind of start needing you more, but less, if that makes sense. So I just wanted to be around. And so, you know, luckily and being blessed, this has happened, but you negotiate what's important to you. So if the PTO is what's important to you, which was always my thing, then you negotiate that. You can deal with the money. You know, it's important to understand that it. Ju- I just didn't wake up and, and we did this. I started years ago before this company, making sure my financial house was in order. That was important. Because I am, I am a security, security woman. Like I need to feel secure. So I needed, you know, I still have a lot of student loans, guys. You know, but <laughs> making sure that you know the majority of my debt was paid off, so that I felt comfortable being in this space. Um, again, I said that I made my health my priority. I get up at four thirty ish in the morning, and I'm working out. 
for an hour, you know, hour and a half. But I'm also taking that time after I'm done and it's my quiet time. No one else is up in the house. No one's asking me questions. You know, I can watch TV. I can read a book. I can sit there and play on my phone, which is what I've been doing a lot of the last few days. <laughs> but no one's around. And that space, that time and that space is just for me. And then here we go. The kids are up. They'll come knocking on the door, you know, and, and we start school, <laughs> you know, we start school. And then once lunch happens, a lot of times it's like, okay, guys, mom's got some things to do. You know, we'll do some other activities that they have, but, you know, our Mima will come over or what have you. But yeah, the planning and really kind of structuring, but also realizing what is important to you. I make no secrets. Like my most important job is being a mom, a mom and a wife. I take those things very seriously. And so I will drop everything for them. And for my relationship with my spouse, those things are of paramount. So when I don't uh, answer those Instagram messages, guys, or you don't see me, literally, that's probably what it is. It's not because I just don't want to be online or I just don't want to deal with some things, you know? So that that's what it is. I'm, I'm off being a mom and a, a wife. I can certainly relate to that. And I think, you know, whatever anyone's individual priorities are like whatever your why is stand in that yeah stand in that why be convicted with what's important to you and then you know protect that thing those things really fiercely and I think that will help anyone get to that point of that we talked about earlier of I know what I'm doing I'm standing in my purpose I think that that all has to be lined up in order to in order to feel that yeah It's hard, especially as moms, because you do get wrapped up in your kids. And especially now with what is happening, my goodness. I mean, hello, pandemic. (laughs) You know, could could you make life any harder? Um, But also, you know, it's all in the perspective. My kids are able to go outside. (laughs) You know, they are able to just kind of be in their own yards and, and play But I'm also not presenting it in the, oh my God, I'm so tired of being home with you guys, or I'm so tired of being home, period. You know, I'm just like, this is what it is. We don't really talk about it a lot, to be honest, but it's just, this is what it is, guys. We really can't go anywhere. A lot of people are sick out there. They know what it is, you know, and they know why they don't get to go a lot of places, but I try to make it really fun for them at home. So yeah, they get the Play-Doh, the Play-Doh that I hate, (laughs) you know? They get the slime, the crap that I hate, (laughs) you know what I mean? They get to paint, I can't stand it, don't get it on my floor, (laughs) you know? So, you know, we're over here just surviving like everybody else, you know? Yeah, and isn't it funny how just the way that we can frame a scenario as parents can completely affect how our how our children experience it. Because yeah, I'm right there with you. My kids are in school. They go to outdoor school. Uh, They're in outdoor preschool. It's 100% outdoors. There's two feet of snow on the ground right now. And my kids are outside. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, but we don't, you know, we don't do much of anything else. Um, Yeah, they get to play with the slime. They get to play with the Play-Doh. They know about the germs. They know about the virus. But I have chosen to project a certain 
idea, a certain energy about it and and frame the positive of we get to spend this time together. You know, our weekend days or our at-home days, my kids call them family days because that's how I that's how I framed it. I'm like, guys, great news when we kept them out of school for a week for like a quarantine thing. Guys, great news. We get to have a few family days together. And then they just get so excited. excited. I love that. Um, And I could have said, you know, oh, we're stuck in the house together for a week. But in the reframing, um, it made their experience better. And that, you know, that trickles down to me too, because if they're happy, I'm happy. Right. right. And don't get me wrong. Like I'm hiding in the bathroom on my phone. Like I'm doing all the mom things. Like, yes, you, you know, there are absolutely days where I'm like in the bedroom with the door closed. Don't come mm-hmm. in, leave me alone, you know, but they, I mean, they're just so, I, I laugh because when the world go back to, goes back to normal and we're actually able to leave, I leave the house my already and my kids are like, wait, so I'm not going with you? Why am I not like on your hip? You know right. I, mean? I know. I so it's gonna be real interesting, you know. Um I mean, you know, I laugh because I'm like, are we create, creating some codependency here? Like what is happening? But on the flip side, like you said, I framed it in such a way that they are they are these kids are living their best life, y'all. They they've got mm-hmm. I've bought so many board games. And we play family games and we work on puzzles and, you know, they're just having a good time. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Well, I want, I don't want to take up too much of your time. We're probably going to wrap up. Uh, (laughs) But before we do, I would love if you would tell us a little bit more about your business so that my listeners who may need your services know where to go, where to connect with you and, and kind of what you're, what you're working on these days. Awesome. So you can find me, the business at Latrina Walden exam solutions.com. So that's solutions with an S. Um, you can find me on Instagram uh, at Latrina underscore Walden underscore NP. Uh, real fancy, huh? So you can find me there with the business. There's lots of products there and there's lots of things that you can look at and purchase. One of the things that I love to say, which is different, is that if you need help, um, and you need guidance, please don't hesitate to email us. Their email is right down there. It's info at latrinawaldenexamsolutions.com. So if you are unsure about which product to purchase, if you are needing some comforting words um, about your exam, we do that too. You know, If you are an established MP and your collaborating situation is not the greatest and you have a question about a patient, we will point you in the right direction. So we do much more than just sell you things. We really pride ourselves in being that support for your MP journey the entire way. So don't hesitate to email us if you have not passed your exam, because we get lots of those as well. So if you have not passed your exam and you don't know where to begin or where to start, email us. Let us help you because at this point, there's no one else out there who is going to assist you through this process. And we want to do that. Again, support is a verb and we really want to change the industry and how we look at that with each other. So just, I mean, if there's ever any hesitation, if I could ever say anything besides the fact of what I do and what I sell, just email us if you have questions or you need support. Awesome. 
Thank you so much. The links to your website and that email address will be in the show notes. So if you're listening, you can tap on the link that's in your podcast player description to get to the show notes and you can connect with Latrina and interact with her business and learn some amazing things from her. Thank you so much, Latrina, for chatting with me. Really appreciate your time. No problem. Hopefully we do it again. Yes, I would love that. (laughs) Well, that does it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in and making it all the way to the end. If you found today's episode helpful, would you take a minute and give me a rating or review on Apple Podcasts? It will truly help other nurses find this show and know that it's worth listening to. For more information about this episode, as well as a place to submit your questions or suggestions for future episodes or guests, head to nursebecoming.com. I cannot wait to connect with you again soon. And until next time, remember, I am always rooting for you.